Um, okay, uh, welcome to Niles Matson Slow Jams here on CKY3, the news. Uh, no, um, this will be my podcast on uh, A.S. Neal's Summerhill School. And uh, I was drawn to this above all others because it is an example of what I didn't think was basically possible in the current ethos of education. You know, I struggle most uh, with breaking through the current iron wall of standardized education. And here is an example of one man who said, screw it, and made his own school his way, and as you'll see, did so very successfully. Uh, so funny enough, Summerhill School was founded officially in 1921. Now, if you do the math, that does mean that they are in fact celebrating their centennial anniversary this year. Crazy cool fact, and I love that. 100 years old this year. Um, you know, regarded by some as the mo- world's most famous democratic school, Summerhill School which is located in Lyston, Suffolk, England, was founded by Alexander Sutherland Neal, um, as previously stated in uh, 1921. I looked up where Lyston actually lies in England, and it turns out that Suffolk is pinned to the North Sea and surrounded by Norfolk, Cambridge, and Essex, uh, northeast of London, and then Lyston is right on the eastern seafront. So, you know, just for fun, you know, you try to think of where do these ideas come from and what spurs them and how do these come to be? And, you know, I feel like location plays a big part of that or at least can play a factor in that, if anything. Um, So that's, so that was kind of cool just to sort of get a visual, but I mean... I will be able to get into A.S. Neal's journey to bringing Summerhill to life in my next assignment, funny enough. Um, So I'll skip straight to the school's foundation, its philosophies. Um, I'll talk about its defining values, uh, major proponents like its boarding and um, its democratic overtones. Um, I will mention, however, before I get started, that the lineage of the school actually follows from A.S. Neal himself to his wife and widow, after his passing, and then to their daughter, who actually still runs it to this day. Um, You know, three generations, or no, sorry, two generations, I should say, my mistake, Um, 100 years later. So Summerhill itself is described as a happy and caring community that recognizes the importance of expressing emotions and learning through feelings. There is a general openness and honesty among the school members. How do they get there? Well, the school's philosophy is to allow freedom for the individual. Uh, Each child is able to take their own path in life and follow their own interests on a daily basis to develop into the person that they personally feel they're meant to be. This leads to an inner self-confidence, a real acceptance of themselves as individuals, and it's all done within the school's structure of self-government through school meetings, which them themselves are at the core of the school. I'll get to the meetings a little later on. 
But for now, I just want to focus on the school as a community because they do boast that the school as a community plays a major part, uh, not only in how it functions, but in its success. Uh, they say living life in a community is of great importance to the pupils themselves. They can learn compromise, they can communicate, they can negotiate and assume responsibility. Uh, they gain empathy um, as well. And I think overall, um, well, I'll get into boarding as well in a little bit, but that sense of community is important because when you are surrounded by the same people and, you know, uh, realistically have the same ideals as you, you're going to live together best as possible, which foster all of those values. Um, the next philosophy I want to get to is the freedom to attend formal lessons or not at the school is a central feature at Summerhill. Children have the opportunity for unlimited play, which they believe is good for both their physical and mental health. Um, I don't know, speaking from personal experience, I feel like that's probably pretty accurate. Uh, children are allowed to fill their time with freely chosen activities. So the children themselves dictate what they get to do more or less completely on a daily basis. This allows them to develop at their own pace, enjoy what they do, and achieve the results they want to achieve. Now, I know that for me personally, uh, a teacher who deals with a lot of IEPs and spectrums of autism, and when we like when all of a sudden we now have this current system, and then we're trying to you know, shoehorn in these solutions of trying to give these students these individual education plans and trying to say like, hey, in the system, let's try to be in, no, 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 no. How about you just let the kids be kids and figure it out on their own, so to speak, you know, taking the, the script and flipped it, flip it. Uh, which I, I mean, just truly appreciate as an overall philosophy. Uh, there are classes arranged so that children can go in and access materials and resources to pursue individual activities and projects as they please. There are no limits on the achievements in independent learning. Children can do something they want as much as they want and focus on what they want when they want. I, again, believe that this is fantastic as someone who believes that, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to sort of have one focus or at least one you know dedicated focus to contribute to society um you kind of get a chance to to foster those skills for that at an earlier age in this system and gotta say that doesn't feel like a bad thing um so now i'll get into the democratic components uh major proponents right uh basically they have these school meetings that are held about two times a week, in which everyone has an equal vote. Summerhill strongly feels that uh, uh, important learning, sorry, takes place outside the classroom and is more casual nature than is allowed in most schools. Uh, this gives them a chance to basically come together where staff do not use adult authority to impose values and solve problems. They are solved by the individual with the help of friends and the um, ombudsman, 
which I'll get to, or by the community in meetings. So uh, the meeting itself is a clear example of children's involvement in their community, uh, which I was alluding to before. Right? All the laws themselves that govern the community are made in those school meetings. Many of the most important functions in the school are organized through a system of committee, uh, sorry, committees, all elected by a ballot. So again, a very large democratic overtone, obviously defined by it being a democratic school. Um, there are obviously some age and experience qualifications for certain committee positions, um, but generally they say that there is no distinction between adult and child, which I found very interesting. Um, and I'd actually like to see how that plays out in person, but overall as, a, as an idea, very fascinating. Um, the school meetings allow a forum, a forum, I love that, a forum for difficulties to be aired and solved communally. Uh, and they can air their grievances at the table, which leads me to conflict resolution. Now, this was, as I was doing my research, I think, okay, well, hang on a second. If there's no adult sort of hierarchy or hierarchy in general, I suppose, imposed, well, how do they, like, if something happens, how do they resolve conflict? Well, apparently they have two ways. The first is the ombudsman. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. O-M-B-U-D-S-M-E-N, who are an elected committee of older members of the community whose job is to intervene in disputes. Um, if a party feels that they've been wronged, they will seek out this ombudsman and plead an ombudsman case where then there will be a trial of sorts where you can present evidence and you can uh, basically testify <laughs> uh, and uh, plead your case. Now, the thing is that generally it's a, in a small community like Summerhill, you're not like, these aren't going to last very long. So I mean, I'm, I'm just sort of thinking that from, from my perspective is like, well, so if someone gets called out on something, odds are uh, it'll get figured out pretty quick. Um, and then also, oh, sorry, and then the second part is the tribunal. So if the Muslim doesn't work, you can plead a tribunal case. Um, I guess is specifically for more who break school rules. Um, similar though, where, you know, a student will bring up another student or maybe possibly a group of people I can only imagine and again that problem is brought up and they bring witnesses and there's all that sort of stuff but I mean again in a in a community that small Summerhill these matters are I imagine resolved pretty quickly um, but it's good to know exactly that they have a structure like that in place um, very quickly, they have a boarding system there. Um, from what my research has told me, most of the children board during term time. Um, as the younger ones seem to grow older, they prefer to sleep at the school, uh, based on some of my uh, cited resources that you can find. But the, uh, the accommodation and grounds form an integral part of the values, culture, and history of the school necessary for what they consider the quality of learning and care provided and uh, to be necessary. Um, they have, let me just check here, uh, divided sort of by age. So what is it here? 
from ages about six to eight is called son. Nine to 10 is cottage. 12 to 13 is house. 13 to 14 is shack. And 15 and above is carriages. Uh, the school itself goes to, uh, I believe, 17 years old. So um, there you go. They, they just truly believe that space, importance of play, decision-making, individuality as part of a community, you know, contribute to all of these mental, physical, emotional um, growths and overall health of the children. And then the children can actually sort their own problems out by using their friends or possibly a, an ombudsman um, or then at worst case, the meeting. So having that specific structure of here you go, you're just sort of living in this community, even as young as, what is it, five years old, six years old, my mistake. Um, there's a system in, in place for you to actually figure these problems out all the way um, to worst case scenario. Um, now, the students themselves, as being part of the community, uh, they are given opportunities to run shops, work with money, develop skills, uh, 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 immediate and long-term decision-making, teamwork, cooperation, market awareness, budgeting, financial literacy, customer service, marketing and promotion, planning, organizing, um, all life skills that many of my peers and myself as well believe is lacking in our current system. Um, now, to close, the Open Culture article I cite describes Summerhill as, and I quote, disorganized but not chaotic. <laughs> Asking, is such a thing, and that is Summerhill as an attempt as alternative learning even possible in practice? Now, apparently the answer is yes. Um, or perhaps in my view, sh sure. You know, I see the institution as a testament to the dichotomy. You know, they're flipping the script and letting experience and inclusion dictate direction. You know, uh, the, the actual institution's longevity cannot be overlooked. A hundred years as of now, Summerhill has given an alternative to not only education, but growing up and discovering your own path. You know, is this the answer to what schooling should change its model into? <sighs> After 100 years, unbelievably, I still think it's hard to say. Although it is easy to say that as far as alternatives go, living on the coast of northern, sorry, living on the coast of the northern sea seems pretty good right about now.